This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. Welcome to a triple eight seven two seven back. I guess there's one Republican on the FCC, uh, the Federal uh, Communications Commission. Mm-hmm. One Republican. Uh, how many commissioners are there? Nine, twelve, five. I think forty-eight. Five. I thought it was five. Fifteen. Set. Uh, Republican <clears throat> FCC Commissioner Ajit Pai on Friday raised the first of many criticisms to come about FCC Chairman Tom Wheeler's aggressive net neutrality plan, which uh, was distributed to all the commissioners, I guess, on Thursday last week. So uh, Pay or Pai described that as Obama's 332-page plan to regulate the Internet, and of course that's exactly what it is. And he's holding it right there. Uh, at least there's somebody on the commission to you know, raise the red flag. In a statement released on Friday, he lamented the fact that the 332-page plan won't be released to the public until after the commission votes. <laughs> what the hell? How is Seems that fair. possible? Seems fair. Seems fair to you? Mm-hmm. Does it? Yeah, I don't, wanna, I don't like to know about things before mm-hmm. they're real. Like, for example, um, I don't want to know what was in Obamacare until <laughs> we pass, pass it. it. And, and then, then I know. wanted to know. But only afterwards, went, you know. Yeah, and then, then we found out. No, beforehand, it's stupid. It, gets, it makes you start believing that it won't work or that there could be a Can't downside it. to it Can't or that it. you could question the authority who's bringing it to you. We don't yeah. need that in don't this country. It. Don't need it. We've had an entire history of just uh, <clears throat> pretty much mindless, <throat> blind acceptance of anything government tries to present and yeah. say is, is positive. And that's what we should continue in this country. Good point. Thank you. You've turned me around completely. Oh, thank you, guys. Completely turned around. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. uh, his uh, President Obama's plan marks a monumental shift toward government control of the Internet, gives the FCC the power to micromanage virtually every aspect <clears throat> of how the Internet works. The plan explicitly opens the door to billions of dollars in new taxes on broadband. Great. These new taxes will mean higher prices for consumers and more hidden fees that they have to pay. 
In his initial cursory overview of the plan, the commissioner said it would hinder broadband investment, slow network speed and expansion, limit outgrowth to rural areas of the country, and reduce Internet service provider competition. Of course it will. You mean everything it'll, that it'll they do. said it would do the opposite yes. of? Mm -hmm. Yes. Everything that is now happening, and has happened all by itself yep. because we have a free market system, will cease to uh, happen. won't happen anymore. The people cheering for this completely deserve it. Yep, they do. You know, it, yeah, it kind of sucks that we uh, other, uh, the other uh, people out here that actually like the internet the way it is and think it's doing pretty well. Uh, unfortunately, we get we get penalized, mm -hmm. um, and that's uh, not something I'm happy about. Um, but the people who want it do deserve it. In fact, let's just give it a, let's give it a whirl. What we'll do is we'll let those people. How about you get to sign up for net neutrality individually? <clears throat> if you want to live under the, cir the circumstance and get, uh, you know, managed by these uh, by these uh, new rules, you could do it, and we'll pass that out to everybody who wants that, and okay. then uh, we get to choose that we don't want any more regulation on the internet. I'm kind of okay with that. Go forward 20 years. Who do you think's doing better? Uh, I'm, I'm more than willing to take that challenge. So obvious. And it's so obvious who would do better. It's like that, you know, that challenge we give sometimes to uh, to liberals or progressives. Uh, let's divide the country. All right, you take half, we'll take half. The only requirement is we have Texas. Okay, we have Texas, and then you divide it up however else you want. Take all the rest of the states on uh, east of the Mississippi. Have them all, and then you you regulate whatever you want to regulate. You do your thing. We're going to do ours. We're going to do freedom over here. You do your government regulation over there. Who Imagine. wins? I mean, uh, it's unbelievable. And you put up a massive wall so they can't spill over and, <laughs> and mess up our system. Uh, they'd be cry trying to climb or, or bust down that wall oh, yeah. within two years. You within two years. In East Germany, West Germany situation yes. fairly quickly. Yes, you would. Uh, you know, uh, the plan uh, saddles small independent biz businesses and entrepreneurs with heavy-handed regulations that will put them out, push them out of the market. Yep. Mm -hmm. As a result, Americans will have fewer broadband choices. This is no accident. Title II was designed to regulate a monopoly. If we impose that model on a vibrant broadband marketplace, marketplace the, uh, and hi a highly regulated monopoly is what we will get. Courts have twice thrown out the FCC's attempts at inter Internet regulation. Mm. There's no reason to think the third time will be the charm. Even a cursory look at the plan reveals glaring legal flaws that are sure to mire the agency in a muck of litigation for a long, long time. And thank God for that. Thank God that option exists, that we can at least try to slow this down or delay yeah. it as long as possible. Yeah, it, it's going to be a nightmare. It, it will be like... It'll be like the Fairness Doctrine was for, for radio, which stymied it for, you know, 30, 40 years. And then when, when that went away, uh, especially talk radio, just took off. Right. And, of course, this is a negative story for them. It is. Uh, the story for them is. is we had control over it. Mm -hmm. We gave up control. And then conservatives got a voice. Yeah. That's how they look at that. We look at it as, wow, there was only one side of the story. And now both sides of the story are told it's great. Instead, they look at it as, oh, we had control of that already, and then we gave it up, and look, conservatives got a voice. Right. I mean, it's, it's the same story, but uh, right. from two different perspectives. And it was, it was something during the Fairness Doctrine, because it, it, you, do you remember you, talk radio at that time? I just remember it being really, like... You were probably really young. I don't remember ever like listening it to it. Through ended that in 87, so you would have been, you know, what, 11 or something? Yeah. But uh, they used to have talk radio stations where um, you, you would have... A liberal on in the morning, and then maybe a conservative after him, and then another liberal, 
And then you'd have like a real estate show at night. You know, Brian Williams or whatever. Oh, Bruce Williams. Bruce Williams. Yeah. I used yeah, to listen to Brian with my grandpa. Oh, you know. Be well, my friend. Be well, my friend. Well, Nikki, where are we going? <laughs> Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Go be ahead. well, my friend. <laughs> so it was this hodgepodge, and you never knew what you were going to yeah. get when you tuned in. No, so nobody listened. Nobody listened to it. Nobody listened to it. And then, you know, along came Rush, and finally they got rid of the Fairness Doctrine, and, and you could program it reasonably to where you would know what to expect when you tuned in to a certain extent. You're going to get uh, some personalities showed personalities up, some showed ideas, up. both mm -hmm. liberal and conservative, by the way, yeah. uh, were huge. And yep. then it broke through. And what, what are the results uh, of this? At the time, of course, liberals were saying this is going to be the worst thing ever. Now, liberals won't even bring that idea up publicly. They will try to pass things that do similar uh, things, but mm -hmm. no, name it something else. No, there are very few people that say we need to return to the, the fairness doctrine. Um, and no, that's because it, what the result, uh, you know, w the result of getting rid of that regulation was so good for the American people as consumers of radio mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, they, they can't really bring it up that way. And sure, people do. Sure, do people have complaints about radio? Of course they do. They always will. Um, as they do with TV, as they do with the Internet. There's always going to be something. The Internet's gonna, not going to be perfect. Uh, you will complain about getting charged too much. You will, be complain, mm -hmm. you will complain about, you know, A, B, C, D, E. We all do. However, it's much, much, much worse if you put in regulation because yeah. then you don't even have the chances for the advancements Jeez. that cure the problems that we complain about. Think about that for a music station. If you had to say, uh, we need fairness of music choices. So in the morning, you can maybe be country. But in the midday, you got to be rock. And then in Afternoon the afternoon, jazz. jazz. And then at night, you're polka. Uh, what kind of... <laughs> would listen to that hodgepodge? Uh, you would call that a good radio station? <laughs> you would call that something for everyone? Any station that has a polka uh -huh. on it? Yeah. Good yeah, stuff. that's... that's yeah, yeah. That's why there's so many polka stations <laughs> oh. today. So many. Mm -hmm. I mean, all up and up down and the down radio the dial. band. Yeah. A lot of them are beyond the bandwidth, actually. <laughs> yeah, I've heard, them are. I've heard that. Back to all of them are. Yeah. <laughs> Two uh, congressional committees have launched investigations into whether the White House improperly influenced the net neutrality proposal oh, released stop. last week no, uh, by the FCC. That's not possible. It's weird because uh, the FCC wasn't going to do this. Then the president said over and over and over again he wanted to do it, outlined mm -hmm. exactly how he wanted to do it, and then mysteriously, in a complete coincidence, the people uh, on the FCC commission uh, came up with the exact same idea. It was like, uh, you know, total roll of the dice, having to come up with all the same ideas. That was a total coincidence. Oh, my gosh. It was an amazing coincidence. You know, why should this be in the hands of five unelected officials? Five unelected appointed officials. Why wouldn't you... Leave that with Congress. Why would you not have a bill, introduce a bill, let's vote on it? And, and my understanding is... the American is, people have their say. And we'd have to get a, a, someone who's a little bit more of an expert on this. My understanding is this is the exact type of thing the RAINS Act would stop. We've talked really? about the RAINS Act before, which is this thing that Mike Lee's big on. Yeah. Um, Chris Stewart was on. He was talking about it. It's one of their 12 and 12 thing they've yeah. been pushing. The RAINS Act essentially takes any regulation, if I'm remembering it correctly... Any regulation by one of these regulatory industry, uh, agencies, the EPA, the FCC, any of them, that affects uh, commerce by over $100 million, which this would, I mean, they're talking about up to $17 billion just in fees and taxes as it relates to this. That doesn't even mm -hmm. talk about the actual effect on innovation and these companies having to do different things and deal with different regulations. 
sowed, easily clear that bar. Mm-hmm. That type of thing would have to pass Congress. So if, if, if the FCC decides to do something, they can't just change the rules and it changes the entire economy. The EPA can't just say, you know what, you can't burn any more coal anymore. If it's going to affect by the, about $100 million or more, it has to go back to Congress and they have to pass it. Uh, which, of course, is, I thought, how the country was supposed to run anyway. I, I don't remember uh, the FCC and the EPA being in the uh, Federalist Papers anywhere, um, but uh, they, that came along a little bit later. And I think, the, I think mm-hmm. that would be something that could actually get this under control. And look, at least you put elected people on the line for voting for it. At the very least, there's some uh, accountability if you're going to if the if net neutrality doesn't work out as gloriously as everybody on Reddit thinks it's going to. What's going to happen? You're going to come down and at least have somebody who's responsible for it later on. Yeah, I think it was Alexander Hamilton who wrote that the FCC is the only agency that should supersede the executive legislation, legislature, legislature and the uh, judicial. Really? Yeah, I think I think it was uh, Hamilton, but it could have been Madison. I'm not sure. One of those guys you said the FCC after? should supersede all, all other branches of government. The FCC, the yeah, Federal, yeah, Federal Communications, Communications Commission. Commission. Yeah. They didn't have a lot of things to communicate with at that time, no. but, but they were way ahead of their time with the agency. They, so, they created the agency before there was anything really right. to legislate. Yeah. Or yeah. Put any, so uh, were, for a while, it laid dormant. Mm-hmm. It did. A long but, while, mm-hmm. it laid dormant, mm-hmm. and there weren't any commissioners because there was nothing to commissionate. You know, so... The, <laughs> no commissioners. Commissioning. But, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look it up. Okay, yeah, look I will. Uh, Jeffrey's sure looking up something word. else, but we'll get to that after. Uh, Ron Johnson from Wisconsin <laughs> asked the uh, FCC chairman to explain his decision and produce documents related uh, to communications yeah, involving happen. White House agency you officials. You know that's going to happen mm-hmm. soon. Well, I mean, I would be, it would be nice to know how it happened. Oh, my gosh, yes. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah. maybe, you know, look, it was one of those things. You ever uh, misremember something? Uh, let's say, uh-huh. for example, you were in a helicopter and an RPG hit you, and you're like, oh, I've been, I have this RPG hit me, and then you realize, oh, wait, no, it didn't hit me. You know how that happens? So yeah, that happened to me three times last yeah. week. Maybe he was like, well, no, we didn't have any influence from the White House. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah, we did. They told us exactly what to do. <laughs> maybe it's something like that. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I doubt it, it happens. But maybe. It happens. Yeah, it happens once mm-hmm. in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's like Jeffy, where he thought he was in Operation Urgent Fury, and he had nothing to do with it. So... You know, you misremembered that for how long now? Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you, not only have you never served in the military, you've never done anything for this country right. in, in any way. Except you try to ruin uh, it. You've, you've worked hard to ruin it. I worked hard to ruin it by storming yeah. the beaches of Grenada in <laughs> no, urgent is, fury? <laughs> is that, is no, that what you're trying to say? That's what we're saying is that you misremembered that whole event, but... Um, Again, maybe it's that just could, us. But that could easily just be the drugs. I mean, like, you I know, could. that's it not could. maybe nothing to do with. Right. I mean, I've, I've done a number of things that have tried to take that memory away. <laughs> oh, okay. Because it's been so horrific. I might be misremembering that. That might be the issue. <laughs> uh, all right, triple eight seven twenty seven. Beck is the phone number. graphic here this is great happy birthday glenn see the graphic here if you just do a quick uh if you wouldn't mind doing a quick side by side of the happy birthday stew one from yesterday it'd be interesting <laughs> to see how that looked because uh, it would be interesting to see the design it was it the same uh because that was a great that's great a great you guys went through a lot of trouble there and i appreciate it just uh, just you can't, you can't find it uh, you can't find it yeah there's a reason you can't find it it's because it doesn't exist uh even mm. though i'm on the show 
Mm -hmm. I'm on the show. This is what you call mm -hmm. uh, the control room kissing the ass of the cake. owner of the company. That's mm -hmm. what you see here. That's okay? what you see. Oh, look, Glenn has a nice little picture. Uh, uh, oh, isn't that great? Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's just a pic. That's a picture of me eating cake. <laughs> that's not a graphic. Behind uh, the behind all the names on the right, it says "Happy Birthday, Stu." Good. Oh, okay. God, that cake was. Good. Boy, that cake was phenomenal too. That was delicious. <laughs> yes, it was. It wasn't very red velvety, I will say. No, but it, it was, was delicious. Uh, it was good. Uh, cake. It was red velvety. I liked it. All right, triple eight seven two seven. Back with your uh, phone call if you'd like to get in touch with us. Public uh, uh, Michigan, I think this is University of Michigan, has spent sixteen thousand dollars on a campaign uh, to uh, fix the language of their students. Dozens of posters plastered across uh, U of M. Caution students not to say things that might hurt others' feelings. It's part of a new inclusive language mm. campaign. It's an inclusive language campaign. We need to have this all over the country. It's actually excluding seems a lot of language, it seems like. I don't know why they call it an inclusive it? language campaign, yeah. because they don't really use any other language. When you've excluded certain things, yeah. here's words that uh, have been declared unacceptable through the campaign. Uh, crazy, insane, retarded, gay, tranny, gypped. <laughs> illegal alien. Uh, oh, wow. Illegal alien? You can't say illegal Sorry, alien. Sorry, you can't say illegal alien? Shut your mouth. Mm -hmm. uh, you're Shut not up. to say that either, I don't think. The F word is it applies to a homosexual person, mm -hmm. which I guess we can't say. We're kind of applying that same standard yeah. to ourselves here. Uh, ghetto and raghead. <laughs> My favorite one of the entire thing is you look at this graphic. That test raped me. <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody say I don't, that? I don't, oh, God, I took that test. That test raped me last night. <laughs> that is, how am I not saying that all the time? It's so good. I like the, uh, <laughs> I like the actual descriptions. You're not supposed to say the phrase, I want to die. These words carelessly diminish the experience of people who have attempted or committed suicide. Minute, and the sorry. people who have committed suicide, I guess, I'll bet they're really pissed at you saying that. Yeah. They're, uh, really they're gone. Yeah. Shut up. Yep. It can make survivors, okay, feel silenced by implying that self-harm is laughable or not a real problem mm -hmm. with which many people struggle. Be aware yeah. that this phrase is offensive toward people who have attempted suicide or self-harm. Mm. You got to, that's so gay, and this phrase perpetrates uh, homophobia. Yeah, uh, it makes people really scared. Scared of, of gay people, Homo uh, if you say that's so gay, mm -hmm. uh, by implying that individuals who do not identify as heterosexual or straight are, or straight are abnormal, wrong, or aberrant. Uh, this phrase often uses mm. to towards people. This phrase, excuse me, offensive towards people who identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, queer, transgender, or gender nonconforming. Uh, can you? I mean, I can't parse which one. I really don't know. I mean, I know there's so many new words. I mean, of course, gay has has been. Um, you know, this is this has been tilled, but it's you know, this has been a situation where it was a word that was in the normal, mm. everyday language of the United States. Uh, every all the time, meant happy. meaning happy. And uh, now you can't even say, I don't even understand it. That's yeah, uh, ridiculous. That's retarded is another one. Uh, the phrase perpetrates uh, ableism. It perpetrates ableism? What? So ableism is people that... Need By implying that individuals I, with wow. mental, emotional, physical disabilities are abnormal, defective, or inferior... What is ableism? Mm, people who need know. help, probably. So if you, people, you're opposed to people who are disabled, essentially? Um, um, mm. How about uh, that test raped me? we gotta, we got to read this one. That test raped me. <laughs> the phrase carelessly diminishes the experience of survivals of sexual violence. It can make survivors feel silenced by implying that sexual violence is laughable or not a serious issue in society. 
this phrase is offensive towards people who are survival, survivors of sexual mm -hmm. violence. I think they're pretty sure that when you say it's about a test, that you're not mm -hmm. referring to uh, sexual A natural sexual act. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, ableism. There you go. Okay. Ableism. Uh, are the practices and dominant attitudes <laughs> in society that devalue and limit the potential of persons with disabilities? Wow. Hey, let's get up for Jeffy for looking that up without us Thank asking. You. That's it. Wow. Look at that. Jeffy did something. Well, it's because I'm a little ticked that the, they're saying I can't use Tranny anymore. <laughs> I'm not changing my sites. So, would, so it would go to, what are you supposed to use instead of transgendered? Transgender does not roll off the tongue on your no, website. And the problem with Tranny, of course, in. is that the word perpetrates transphobia by implying that individuals who do not identify as cisgender, uh, someone whose biological sex aligns with gender, are abnormal, wrong, or aberrant. This word is offensive toward people who identify as transgender, genderqueer, or gender non-conforming. Uh, no, you know what? These are tough. Your gender mm -hmm. is your gender. I, uh, how can oh, you wow. not oh, conform wow. you to your he, gender? Wow, I, uh, this is getting... Your gender. Stop digging yourself a hole, okay? <laughs> this is getting <laughs> worse and worse. All right, I'm not a boy. No, I mean, I'm pretty no. sure well, I'm male. A boy, sure if a, a boy existed, a maybe man. you could be a boy okay. or a man. Mm -hmm. What you are is a is just genderless is a, creature okay. that communicates with nature. I'm gender non-specific. You're is gender non-specific. I can show you how specific I am. Mm -hmm. If this no, were I, a different kind of show, I think you're cisgender. It's cisgender what is cisgender. I think you're. Did cis you look it up? Yeah, I did. And I, it is I, I what? Know what cis, cisgender. I've never heard that. I've never. I have you ever heard that either. phrase? No, never heard or that word. What is it? It is uh, a word that applies to the vast majority of people, uh, describing a person who is not transgender. Wait, so now they we have the word you, for yeah, not they, transgender? If they give you an example, it says uh, if a doctor announces mm. it's a girl in the delivery room based on the child's body and that baby grows up to identify as a woman, that person is cisgender. This is awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's that, look, look where we are. there are real I mean, things to are. deal with here, but this uh, is not yeah, dealing with them. Uh, it's just a bunch of made-up words to describe every little, I mean, you might as well just, you know, come up so with a different word for every person. In, yeah. there, in, this, uh, in this article, right after that it goes, this is the case for about 99% of the population. Why do we care about the 1%? Oh, my gosh, mm. the 1% mm. doing mm. it to us again. Mm. This is unbelievable. Mm. Let me ask you a question, Pat. Okay. I'm going to put you in a tough spot here live on live television. All right, go ahead. Okay. See if I can deal with it. If you knew that I grew up in poverty, mm -hmm. would you still call things ghetto and ratchet? Yes. Oh. <laughs> that wasn't as dramatic as I was hoping. Uh, yeah, actually, first of all, I've never called anything ratchet. What does that even mean? I, I don't, I don't know what that Jeffy, means, but I, I would Urban use Dictionary. the word ghetto. I've used the word ghetto. That's a ghetto. Have it, has everybody not? Well, used that and word? there's also wasn't there? Uh, yeah. There's a song, wasn't there? In the uh, ghetto. In the ghetto. Uh, <laughs> Elvis, uh, mm -hmm. racist apparently. In the ghetto, and his mama cried. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> and there was ghetto fabulous for a while. That was a, a term that uh, right. that was a, you know, a trendy term for a while. Um, I don't, you know, ghetto. I, I, I do hear people say it. It's not a term that I. I use ratchet only. Uh, I don't <laughs> even know what that is. Jeffy, do we have a? What is ra I mean, other than the tool. Yeah, I think that's what. Uh, mm -hmm. See, you might have to go to Urban, Urban Dictionary yeah. for this one because I don't know. Uh, ratchet. Does anyone know? Justin, you probably know oh, this, right? Go. No? An, Even Justin doesn't know this. very rude person normally tries to act ghetto by so, typing in the words ratchet. Girls or boys are trashy. In other words, a ratchet person. So I've literally never even heard that term before. I haven't either. Now, look, we're a thousand years old, and we recognize mm. that. Perhaps 
the kids these days are, are talking like that, and I, I don't know it. But, I mean, I, I, do people really say that test raped me? I mean, I, it sounds great, but I don't, I, don't, I don't think tests can do that. It's, uh, how about, uh, and what was the other one, gypped? Yeah, or um, Jude. Or Jude, gee, well, uh, yeah. I mean, that's pretty obvious. I go with them on that one. Right. Uh, per, uh, words per perpetrate racism by implying that individuals of certain ethnic groups are dishonest, fraudulent, <laughs> or cheaters. I love this. Listen to this. I love the last phrase. Read that. That's great. The Which, words. These words are offensive toward people who identify as Romani or Jewish. Not gypsies. They're Romani. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you can't even say the word gypsy. No. Which gypped is, you know, derivative of. Right. Uh, yeah, no, Are right. you serious? Yeah. I, I, wow, this don't, is... Don't you want... Like, you ever get into a conversation, and everybody's been in this position where you're in a conversation with someone and they use uh, an off-color term. Mm -hmm. um, you know, look, I think it's pretty damn uncommon. I don't hear it very often, but I, in my life I have heard people say things that make you feel uncomfortable and be like, oh, God, that, that's why are you saying that? And you yeah. know what it does? It, you, it makes you learn something about them. Yeah. You know I don't want to yeah, really does. associate with this person because they're using language that's ridiculous, and I don't, mm -hmm. want, I don't want to be friends with somebody who's using words like this. If they're truly offensive, that helps you identify them and know their true character. I'd much rather have that than be like, well, uh, you're talking to someone and you, you don't think they hold those viewpoints because they're constantly hiding them because words have been banned. It doesn't do anybody any good. No. Does it? It's, it's pathetic. It's absolutely pathetic. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents to it coming up. Using the word pathetic uh, is offensive. Oh, Those who identify as pathets. Uh, there are people <laughs> from the country of Pathetica. Uh, and I don't want it's a beautiful country. It's beautiful. It's, it is. It's, and I don't want to make it. I don't want to diminish it in any way. You did. Or demean it. You did diminish it. They're so stupid they didn't know they've been demeaned. BECK. Uh, it is Pat and Stuart. Yeah. Can you believe it's Valentine's week already? I hate Valentine's Day. <clears throat> I hate it. I hate it like poison. I, I don't know what to get my wife anymore. She doesn't want. She really doesn't want flowers anymore, or candy, or you know. I'm doing that. I'm doing the paleo. I don't want any of that. Okay. Well. <laughs> She doesn't want jewelry. She doesn't want clothes. I, yeah, I don't know what to do. The food thing I've given up on. I don't know what to do. Because every time I do it, like, yeah, I don't want to eat that stuff. And then she eats it. And she's like, I can't. Why did you make me eat that? Mm -hmm. It's like, I mm -hmm. didn't make you. I just wanted to. I have to do something. You, you understand? No, you don't. You don't have to. Yes, uh -huh. I. Uh-huh. Yeah. So now I think I, I've kind of come to that point where it's just like, <coughs> it's a nice dinner. We have a nice dinner. Yeah. A nice dinner. She can get whatever she wants at the restaurant. Mm -hmm. It's food. You move on with your life. Jeffy? <laughs> Jeffy? Oh, I hate this stupid, <laughs> stupid holiday. So well, what do you do? Anything? Nothing? nothing? I do. See what nothing? you do? What'd you do? Zero. Zero? Nothing. Jeffy actually... You start I, I the relationship okay. out with zero? Mm-hmm. Nothing is expected. Here's yeah. the thing. Uh, the, the, Jeffy says he doesn't, you know, try hard for Valentine's Day. And he, you know, look, he, he plays a character here. Mm -hmm. He's worked very hard to mm -hmm. lower expectations yeah. for these things. This is not an easy process. No, you know how not. hard it was in year one? I mean, Jeffy brags oh, about it now, but year one, you take it, it's a tough hit. Your yeah, first year of your marriage, everything's supposed to be good, and then you just show up on Valentine's Day, and she says, did you get me something? And you just look at her, no, and you just look her right in the eye, and you hold it for like 30 seconds while she's uh -huh. like trying to question, you know, what, what happened to her life. Um, and Jeffy stands through those moments. 
He step he powers right through them. Stew. And now look at look at him. Thank you. Look at him now. Thank you. I, I don't. I think you're underselling it when you say how easy. I it didn't was. think you understood. I do. It's it's not easy for it to be as as terrible as you. You're are. an example to us all on uh, terribleness. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Mm -hmm. Uh, here's some real-life Valentine's Day disasters from Caitlin. She writes, uh, last Valentine's, my boyfriend and I went to a cabin in the Poconos for the weekend with some friends. The disaster started before we even got into the house. Three and a half feet of snow and no snow shovel. After digging our way in, uh, I learned the only heat source was a tiny fireplace in the living room. This is fine, I thought. I'm outdoorsy. We have a cozy little fire. It's kind of romantic. But the romance stopped after the sun set and temperatures plummeted. Then it got worse. After a nice night of boys playing guitar and cooking a delicious meal, we all settled into bed. Did she say boys were cooking? What the hell is that? What, what's going on there? <laughs> Do these guys not know they're, uh, they're guys? The, the, uh, what? Jeffy? <laughs> I feel sorry for them already. I know. <laughs> anyway, she says, um, uh, so after a nice night of playing guitar, cooking a delicious meal for the, for the guys, they all settled into bed. I awoke to a bat swooping down on me and my boyfriend. I started screaming. He ran out of the room. My terrified dog and I finally crawled out of the room underneath a blanket, only to find my boyfriend getting stoned in the kitchen. We spent the rest of the night trying to get the bat out of the house as he sat in the corner with munchies. We broke do? up a week later. What are you doing out here? She's in the bedroom fighting a bat. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty stupid. Uh, this is, I, I do have a, a real problem with this, though, because they keep referring to boy and girl. These gender terms uh, thank that you make for me feel really out. uncomfortable. Very I don't, uncomfortable. I don't like the way that they're doing that. They're assuming that everyone's mm -hmm. cisgendered. No, I guess, and I that's guess not so. right. It's not make right. Sure right off it's the bat. not right. There's a lot of gender nonconforming. Uh, people, nonconformists. We should try to do an entire show where we actually hit their standards. That would be fun. Where we don't say he fun. and her. We don't. We don't. Like it would be an impossible. What would way you do? To speak. Would you say it? I mean, what what term do you use? Third person person. What do you call him? I guess it just can you ask some of the actors on your websites, Jeffy? See what they prefer um, for <laughs> each. The non cisgendered. <laughs> Cisgender? I've never even heard of that. Me neither, until today. Okay, um, so Jennifer uh, had a va Valentine disaster as well. She said the closest I've ever come to having a boyfriend on Valentine's Day was February 13th, when he broke up with me. Uh, so ridiculous. I was in my early 20s at the time, and P.S., I still hate Valentine's Day. Brooke says, my ex ditched me to go look for a new car, then tried to make up uh, to me by taking me to dinner. Too bad he took me to a Thai restaurant, he knew I don't like Thai food, with his parents, who made us pay for it. Uh, who he made pay for us. He's 30. <laughs> yeah, that's a sign of a loser. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, not Wait. a good sign. And he what? told me I was selfish for not wanting him to buy a new car. I left him at the restaurant, went and cried at my brother's house. Okay. Hmm. All right. This is, uh, these are from uh, Huffington Post. Uh, how about Taylor? My first Valentine's Day with my new fiance. I cooked chili in a crock pot because my college dorm didn't have a stove or an oven. But before we got dinner out, my boyfriend started to turn the color you turn when you're seasick. After a half hour of, uh, of playing it off, he went home sick before dinner ever started, and I spent the evening solo with ice cream. Now, that's not a great story, but I, what I will say is great is freaking cooking in a, in a freaking crock pot. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, the entire mm -hmm. house just soaks in that unbelievable smell, and the I food is you, really good, but... Mm. An evening alone with ice cream ain't that bad either. That sounds like no, a good true. Valentine's Day. <laughs> I'm all over that. Yeah. Actually, I don't you know, just, just ice cream at any point, anywhere. <laughs> right?
pretty much okay with, with anyone it. or no one. Yeah, <laughs> totally fine with it. Yeah, so. had a lifelong oh, love affair with ice yes. cream. Yeah. Oh my God. We're in love. Ice cream and I. Yes. Uh, from Katie, she says, I've got so many horror stories. My family jokes that I have the Valentine's curse. When I was 17, I went out to dinner with my first boyfriend, his brother, and brother's fiance at an intimate Japanese restaurant. As I took the last bite of my dinner, I vomited right in my dinner plate. Mortifying does not begin to describe the experience. I actually ended up in the hospital for about a week because I had a virus. My, but my boyfriend was more concerned I was going to be sick in his car than about how I was feeling. Then sophomore year of college, uh, I wouldn't want somebody sick in my car either. But I, I, you know, I don't know that I make a big deal of that when they're mm -hmm. sick. But mm -hmm. please don't puke in my car. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> sophomore year of college. On Valentine's morning, I finished my run on the treadmill and went to the cafeteria for breakfast. As I was walking down two flights of stairs, I fainted, landed on my rear end, stood up and immediately fainted again from the pain. I slid down all, all the way down the stairs and landed at the base. Turns out I shattered my tailbone in more pieces than the doctor at the hospital had ever seen. Then she has one more story. Oh, man. Stu's about to relate. Go ahead. This is bad luck, Katie. <laughs> it's not like I had moved on to the next topic. Okay, my junior year, I went to the campus dining hall and had prime rib for dinner. Within an hour, I was violently ill and assumed I had food poisoning. Uh, the campus officers refused to call the ambulance for me because they assumed I'd been drinking, which was definitely not the case. After several hours, an ambulance appeared to bring me to the hospital. This time, I had appendicitis, and my appendix was about to rupture. Once again, another delightful <laughs> hospital stay. How bad luck, Katie. Yeah, that, yeah, that's seriously. Uh, not positive. Girl Plus, does nothing but pedal. puke on dates. Oh, yeah. and That's not a good thing. Puke, puke in a car? Yeah, not good. It takes a while to get that. That's the problem, car. yeah. Okay, thank you yeah. for that. That's oh, awesome. No. That's all, it's almost up there with skunk. Yeah. Wait, you've had a skunk in, in your almost car? Almost up there with skunk. Mm -hmm. hmm. Okay, <laughs> uh, so I think a lot of people would... would uh, would classify this next story as a bad luck story as well. Uh, and uh, I would not. I would classify it as a uh, you're an idiot story. Mm -hmm. A woman has fire, been fired from her job before she even started uh, at a place called Jet's Pizza in Mansfield. There, there's a few of those around uh, Texas. I've never actually Absolutely. had any good. Some in Florida, too. They're all right. Yeah. I mean, they're, you know, another pizza place. Okay. Um, the, her job was working a register, taking phone orders, making subs and salad, uh, eating free <laughs> pizza. Nothing wrong with that. Um, she, so she tweets out, I love uh, this story. ew, I start this uh, F word, A word job tomorrow, and then a bunch of uh, thumbs down. So she's not happy she has this job. She's pissed off she's starting this job. And then the uh, guy who owns the place writes back and says, and uh, no, you don't start that job tomorrow. <laughs> That's uh, I just fired you. That's Good so luck great. with your no money, no job life. I love that. And then she writes, uh, I just got fired over Twitter. Um, which is true because you're an idiot and you didn't deserve the job in the first place. Yeah, no kidding. Here's a good safety tip. If you're about to start a new job, don't call it an F.A. job yeah. uh, the night before on Twitter. Um, People are so stupid about social uh, media. I don't, I don't know what they think. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? When you start saying things like this about a job you're about to start, you're not in a in a cone of silence. Yeah, I think that's... Uh, I don't know that people today realize that. I think there's that... There's a real uh, sense that this is where I live my life on these social networks. The same way that... You know, and only we my get, best yeah. friends are seeing Yeah, like, we, like the same way that we... You know, the cameras come out, we're walking towards the exits, and, you know, we just... You know, we, we make a, a comment about how awful Jeffy looked on camera today. Mm -hmm. And to us, that is very common. It's a normal thing that happens after almost every show. Mm -hmm. uh, but we're not expecting that to get out anywhere. Right. Um, really? We're... What? 
Yeah, I'm sorry, not Jeff expecting Ed. that to get out anywhere. Right, no. is that true? And, and so, but I think because young people, uh, you know, today these youngsters, but we do uh, these, expect these to, to get out when we're saying it now with but the microphone do on, right? Exactly, which is what they're doing on Twitter. That's what you're doing. You're publicly posting it. I mean, it's it's not, and you know, like there's this Dumb. weird thing that happens. Like I, you know, um, recently. Uh, uh, we're doing when we were um, I'm trying to think of how to because this is sort of a weird long story and I don't want to necessarily get into all the details of it because it's just going to bore the hell out of you but basically I had a business transaction with someone uh, in another part of the country <laughs> it was one of Jeffy's websites uh, and uh, and so uh, a friend of mine had uh, had a uh, sounds really shady no so I know it's kind of I don't necessarily mm -hmm. I don't, it's a long story but anyway, uh, uh, the, it was like, picture it like an easy way to explain it. It was kind of like an eBay transaction. You buy something from somebody off of eBay. And so you go back and forth and... and you uh, laugh, but no. that's my business. <laughs> that is your business model. <laughs> so you go back and forth asking questions about a, a particular item or whatever. And uh, in this situation, uh, the person who was asking the questions wound up following them on various social networks. Mm -hmm. Now, like, uh, to me, that feels like something I would only do with someone I knew, Right. Uh, you know, it's like I would just be like, all right, like, I, you know, I'm going to follow Jeffy on, on Instagram because I know the pictures he posts, they can't be uh, certain material. So it's actually safe to follow him there. Um, you should follow me on Snapchat. No, I anyway. don't want to follow you on Snapchat. <laughs> um, but, like, I think the culture today is when you kind of run into someone in life. That's what you do. Yes. Like, yeah, absolutely. I'll find out yes. about it, kind of like check them out, say hello, mm -hmm. check out what pictures. And mm -hmm. so this person went up uh, uh, posting a photo mm -hmm. about this person. So, person, so the person who's on eBay, hey, I've just been going back and forth with this person on eBay, and this is what they said. And they posted it publicly on another social media right. site, and it was like, and it was luckily a positive uh, word about this person, but oh. it's like, still it's still, though. it's bizarre. Like, yeah. they're talking, like, you're chiming in on their personal conversations to their 50 friends that are following them, and it, it's just a weird yeah. way we live our lives now. And I think people who are in high school, that's getting it. their first job to them, they're saying it to their friends. They don't, yep. you know, they're not even thinking about that. It's going out there, and how bad is that going to be later in life? Yeah, exactly, and that's that's what they must learn, and they must learn it now. Kids have to learn. They don't have to. It is social. You have to. Just or change your name. It's change everything will change. That's what that's not going to uh, change. What the from you. Google was saying. I know. Just change everything. I know, but that's not the way to go. The way to go is stop doing this kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. On Twitter, well, on Facebook, stop doing it. Yeah, and here's just it. know that everybody's seeing it, and even if you think it's private, it's not. Yeah, it's not private ever when you put it online. And the other it's side of this not. is, and I and I was a complete violator of this when I was their age. Is realize that actually having a job is something good. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's actually a positive thing. Yeah. It's not something you're forced into because your free health care hasn't come in yet. You know, you should go out there. You make actual money. You could do things for yourself. Make you don't have the to best depend on mommy and daddy for everything. You know, make the best of it. And you know what? Maybe it's not the most glamorous job, but you go in there and you work hard and you, and you make money and you bust your ass a little bit. And that's going to pay off later on uh, in life. God, do I sound like a father. When did that happen? Well, and you are. So it probably works well. What? So, yeah, uh, two kids. Yeah, you got two kids now. Oh, my God. Deal with it, my friend. Think about it. Wow. As Jeffy would say. <laughs> Think about it. Think about it. <laughs> so, there you go. But, you know, people like this, they want a not an F.A. job. Yeah. Uh, they want a job uh, as a CEO at GM yeah. or something. Yeah. And to they start deserve it. With.
They want the, they want to be the head of ExxonMobil. They want to run Apple. Uh, they think they're entitled to it yep. because they got participation and, trophies growing up their whole life, and they were told everything they did was wonderful. And you know. to add on to that, we are told we have to change our national policies because income inequality is hitting people like this so very yep. hard. Yep. The person that we don't shouldn't we all give a little bit more to make sure Chella. Has, a, has whatever and, she needs and because she couldn't keep it. No, no. And the answer, answer to that, that is no. no. And, and they th they're entitled, and so we've just ruined this generation. <laughs> yeah, totally. We wrecked them. Oh, we're screwed. Triple eight seven two seven. Back. More patents too. So, so it was on one of your one of those websites where I get, there's some uh -huh. transaction that goes on. Oh, well, that guy's been fired. Oh, he's been fired. Okay. Because he was siphoning off of. It's Pat and Stu, triple eight seven two seven back. Here's, you know, we always talk about science as being settled. There's consensus, and then we talk about how it changes all the time. Here's yet another example. I mean, I, I just mentioned the egg thing the other day. I, I can't remember if it was on radio or here, uh, where eggs used to be obviously they were good at first, right? Okay. And then uh, you needed to have them for breakfast, we were told. Mm -hmm. And then it turned out, oh, no, eggs are horrible for you. You can't eat eggs. Eggs are high in cholesterol. They're going to kill you dead. You'll have a heart attack if you eat an egg. So then it was like no eggs. And then all of a sudden, well, no, what do you mean? Eggs are great. Eat the eggs. So now we're eating eggs again. They just did this with butter. Butter was, eh, it was okay. Then it was bad, really bad. And you had to have margarine. So, so instead of having something natural... That actually comes in a natural kind of way. We had to do the... Uh, what, like in the butter tree? What, what is the, yeah, it comes from a butter tree. Oh, okay. Right. I mean, you churn the butter, you churn it into butter, and it's actually a natural product. You're not adding, you know, um, uh, the... Uh, what, what is the thing in the margarine that's so bad for you? Deliciousness? The hydrogenated oil. No, yeah, margarine's not even, like, good. Like, margarine If you're going to make a product and you're going to add a bunch of chemicals yeah. to it, at yeah. least make it taste better. Thank you. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> then I'm fine to eat it. But. But, but instead, they put all this hydrogenated oil, which is really horrible for you, and all this well, stuff today. in margarine. Hy hydrogenated oil may wind up being the thing that cures every major disease. <laughs> it might. In, in a couple months, we're going to find that out. Because I true. don't trust these guys for the even a day. The current thinking on that is yes. it's bad. Yes. Now, is it? I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Because, again, like you said, uh, we, it could turn out the other way. Mm -hmm. So now butter is good again. Uh, but this is mail. a big one. Butter is good again. Butter isn't bad for you after all. Major, a major study says 80s advice on dairy fats was flawed. <laughs> oh, yeah. We hear this all the time. Yeah. Salt. How about the salt thing? Salt was one of the worst things you could do. It's going to cause heart attacks, high blood pressure, blah, 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 uh, stroke. Now salt turns out no effect. Yeah, that's that was uh, no effect. last year. I think that came out. Uh, that they're actually all the uh, the advice that they gave initially on salt was actually not based on a real study. I was just reading the other day another Great. another one of these was uh, MSG. Yeah, I remember the MSG study too. Yeah, was uh, actually there was no study 
that said MSG was bad for you. The, the really? only thing that happened was a doctor went to a Chinese place and got very sick afterwards and oh believed gosh. it was the it was MSG. Oh, my God. Now, there's no study that proved that MSG did anything to you. <laughs> of course, but, MSG is monosodium glutamate. Right. And, and they, there's nothing wrong with them? Nothing wrong with it. That's the current thing. I'm sure next week it'll be the opposite. The thing was, if you had any kind of condition at all, you were supposed to tell them at a Chinese restaurant or ask them, yeah. do you use MSG? And every yeah. Chinese restaurant has uh, no MSG on the front of it. That's and actually, there was no study there at all. There was no study? Yeah, we should do that story maybe another, uh, another so time. So have they done a study detail. now and it found that they, they MSG cannot is find not a any deal. negative uh, no effect. No effect at all. Um, <laughs> oh they they're not saying it's vitamins, or, right. and, but they are right. saying that vitamins don't have any effect. That's their new thing, too. I mean, every one of these things, every. Right. Like, you know, butter, this is a big one. I butter mean, is huge. That was seen as the worst thing you could do. Is, is eat butter. Eat butter. And I, you know, I love the fact, you know, I largely live with an exemption on all of this and that I just don't believe any of it. So, like, I, my life is not, like, the next, the next, when they say butter is good for you and butter is bad for you, it doesn't change anything in my life. I freaking eat the butter when I want to eat the butter. I'm just going to yeah. keep doing whatever well, I, I want to do. I do that, do. too. Even though I do believe some of it, I still do it. Yeah. <laughs> I, still do it. <laughs> I mean, to, it, it's not, supposed to be bad for you. I don't care. Yeah. I'm going to eat it. I mean, looking at this program, you realize that yeah, it's not it's, exactly filled with on. people with self-control. I mean, we're butter balls. <laughs> yes. So we we're just giant balls of butter at mm -hmm. this point. But guidelines, guidelines told millions of people to avoid butter uh, should uh, never have been introduced. Startling assertion challenges advice that has been followed by the medical profession for 30 years. A new review, though, says evidence from trials did not support the advice. It says it is incomprehensible that such advice was introduced for 56 million Britons in 83 and 220 uh, million Americans six years later, given the contrary results from a small number of unhealthy men. Hmm. Oh, Amazing. my gosh. And, and this goes back to something that is not only good in just common sense, but is, is talked about in faith as well, is that wow. you do things in moderation. You don't over Yes. It. You're going to wind up. I mean, look, you could die from a million different things. You could get hit by a car. You could come up down with some disease that can't be explained. Yep. But, you know, if you don't overdo it, you're, you're, you're going to be fine. Clearly, we overdo certain things, and I, I things. fully recognize that. But if you do eat in moderation, you're going to be fine. Balanced diet. Where is the red velvet? Where's the ice cream? Ice cream. Where's the milk chocolate? I want some butter. Where's, Where's the, the butter? And Where's salt? the cake? We're talking we about butter. Stew, yeah, 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 baby. Yeah. Uh, coming up in a minute, we're gonna we're gonna show you um, at least part of the interview that uh, Glenn had with the Imam and the Muslim doctor last night. It's uh, pretty amazing stuff. We'll share that with you in a minute. But I, I wanted to mention again because we talked about this some on the radio. I think this is a huge story, and Stu found this yesterday. That <laughs> we were just talking about the butter and the salt. And the uh, monosodium mm -hmm. glutamates. Yep. And all these things that have changed. And eggs. And they've all... It, the, at one time, they were going to kill us dead if you even uh, smelled them. And now they're fine. They're all fine. Don't even worry about any of it. Including salt. I mean, 
my wife was convinced. She is on me every second. If I look at a salt shaker, she's like, I need to use that salt. <sighs> now, did she, after this study you presented to her, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. has she reversed that at all? Uh, a little bit? It's affected her a little bit. Okay. But uh, not as much as I would like. <laughs> what you would like is just a like, bowl me of salt every day. Okay. I'm just going to pour salt mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. Um... But now it turns out that a theory that has been uh, absolute truth for decades, mm-hmm. and it again, th- they call them theories for a reason, because they're not proven, right? You can't prove this. Yeah. Um, the Big Bang Theory is now thought to be uh, not accurate. Not, not accurate. Not accurate. No. Um, not, not, no there, the there was no Big Bang. No. There, there was none. And that's not from us. That's uh, from... Uh, physics.org. Physics.org. Yeah, they're saying, um, it's, it quotes a study, um, and the study basically says it's always existed. This is the old model of the universe. Uh, here, you want to look at this picture? Yeah. This is what it uses. People cool. used to believe. This is what happened 13.8 billion years ago. Which we now know is horse crap. This oh, is, this is 13.7. No. So now they've trimmed uh, <laughs> no. 100 million years off of yeah, it. Yeah, th- this is from the story, but it's from NASA it's trying to explain the Big Bang. And you see the, at the bottom, Big Bang expansion. It's 13.7 billion years. It started off mm-hmm. as a quantum fluctuations, then the inflation and afterglow light pattern of 380,000 years through the Dark Ages, and then into the development of the galaxies and planets, as we now know, and dark energy accelerated expansion. Now, that, of course, is total horse crap. Uh, never happened. Uh, there is no. There was no Big Bang. In fact, if you believe there was a Big Bang, you're now a science denier. Uh, now, of course, they thought there was a Big Bang like last week, and if you mm-hmm. question it, then you were also a science denier. But now, if you question mm-hmm. them now with their new theory that there was no Big Bang, you're really a you're science really denier. A science denier. Uh, and this is why the world of science is so awesome to begin, because you are the only person who can ever say that you were wrong. This is this is the greatest and, thing ever. And you don't even say that you were wrong. You just say you're more right now. You're right now. I'm right now. Yeah. Before, I don't even know what that was. And then you but get I'm to, you, more right now. And if people push you on it, you can get into the high minded idea. Look, this is what science is. We're yeah. constantly it's continual looking. exploration. We're continual exploration, and we don't have everything right all the time. We're just trying to. Well, what about your global warming thing? Of course, we have that right. Yeah. How dare you question it? It's crazy. infuriating. It is um, infuriating. So the Big Bang. So now it's eternal. The universe is yeah, eternal. It's always been there. Christians believe anyway. Yeah, I know. It's, it, it actually lines up pretty well with uh, with uh, with what creationists believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like I, no matter what, any forget even the religious aspect of this. Uh, the yeah. I, the point of all of these theories is, and no matter if it's a Big Bang or not, uh, what happened at the beginning. Something had to have happened to start this process along at some point. There had to be some way it occurred. And if there's just a bunch of atoms crashing into each other, mm-hmm. well, uh, how did those atoms get there? Uh, and right. if it was, uh, it's been eternal, well, I mean, nothing can be... The reason why um, uh, it's hard to uh, talk about God in, in, in an eternal sense is because eternal is not a concept that human beings can understand. It just isn't. Like, right. yeah, it's always been there. But wait a minute. What was there before that? What mm-hmm. was there before God? How did God get there? Well, that's the only way that, that's ever been explained successfully is through faith, um, through this story of, uh, you know, of, 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 you know of, an intel- of intelligent design. Now, a lot of people would say, of course, uh, that that's you know, BS and that's totally fine. However, there's not an example. There's not a way to explain it outside of that. The way to explain it outside of that is we saw you, you can watch um, what's this, Ben Stein's movie on uh, intelligent design versus uh, evolution called um, 
no, no intelligence allowed, it's called. And, you know, you could say you don't like the movie, you don't, you don't believe uh, in intelligent design, and that's totally fine. But even when you get Richard Dawkins there, and he's talking to Richard Dawkins, the famed atheist, and he says, well, how did, how did this thing get started? He eventually, after a lot of prodding, gets to the point where it could have been aliens. They came down here and implanted human life uh, where, here. Where from? Where did the aliens come? And then you get there, and there's still there's never an answer. Now, now the fact that you're reaching aliens. to aliens in the first place shows yeah. you don't have an answer. That's and look, crazy. sometimes science doesn't have all the answers. Yeah, and it's they, okay to not have all the answers. Stop acting like a jerk about it, though, all the time. Even when Big Bang was absolute fact theory mm -hmm. or theory fact, I'm I'm not sure which way they go on that, but. They had no idea what happened before. Right. They had no idea what happened to make it expand. They have no idea why it all of a sudden exploded and, and, and just expanded throughout the, and created the universe. They have no idea. Yeah. Now, was that? I mean, there are some people who mix God with the Big Bang Theory and say that, you know, maybe God started the yeah. process. Uh, I mean, I Where was... did he exist if there was nothing, though? That's kind of an interesting... You know, there's just this little molecule of uh, infinite mass, and then he just all of a sudden exploded it from the outside of it? Or how does that work? I don't know. It's a really bizarre... He exists in a different plane, I think. But, I mean, again, it's, it's, these are things that aren't, aren't explainable to humans. That you Where can't understand. Where did he come from in the other plane, and who created the other plane? Him. Yeah. But to science... To How science, right? Can't. I mean, it, well, of course. It, look, you, and science is never going to prove God. Can't. That's, they're not, they don't need or to disprove. Right? They don't need to prove or disprove it. It's complete. Like this is why I've always, what I've always argued when it comes to evolution and taught in schools. I'm completely fine, honestly, with them teaching uh, evolution in schools. As long it's, as you it, tell it, them the other you, side, and as long as you say, "Here, look, this is science's best understanding at this current time." Right. And you give it that perspective. This does not mean, and I would like this to be said as well, this does not mean that when you go home and your mom is talking to you about God, it does not mean that God doesn't exist. I'm not, try I'm not in competition with your parents here. That's not what this is. This is science trying to understand uh, how things happen. And it may very well be how God works. Mm -hmm. uh, it, does not, it's not in, it does not run in competition uh, with, with what uh, you're going to learn in another area. And that's, I think, I'm completely fine. I, yeah. I, just, I, don't, I don't honestly, and I've said this before, I don't necessarily want a public school teacher telling my kids about God. I don't think they're going to get it right, at least the way I want to teach it. I am more than mm -hmm. happy to take on that one myself. I will bring them to church yeah, and they can learn about it. And that's the great I feel the way to same way about happen. sex as well. Let really? me handle that, okay? I don't want to. I don't want to come from you. Yeah, no, you know, no need. No. Yeah, well, well, but seemingly, seemingly people continue to have it. Uh, somehow they figure it out. Seem to like it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's something they'll pursue uh, quite uh, closely throughout their lives. Jeffy, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am all for the pursuit of that. Yeah, you are. You are. Uh, uh, and so, I mean, I, you yeah. know, there's certain things that uh, I think you can get to that point in, in, in understanding. But when it comes yeah. to science, the, the issue is not. This is not a criticism on science learning new things or getting things wrong. We actually expect and encourage those two things. Mm -hmm. The issue is acting like a cocky a-hole when you think yes. you have it right all the time. Which they do. And, and when you get time. it wrong, there's never a consequence. There's never a time that a scientist had to say, holy crap.
crap. We're so sorry that for 30 years we've been mm -hmm. telling you butter is bad and it's not. Oopsie. Yeah. There's never any repercussions. The same people who were saying global cooling in the 70s are still leading IPCC studies today to study global warming. It's the same scientists. As long as they're alive, they're still in this game. And they're still respected, and they're still making outlandish statements about tragic things that are to come from the climate. And that's what's infuriating, I think, to the average person. It's not that uh, anyone, like, these are hard questions. Things that are 13.8 or 13.7 or infinity ago are not easy things we expect you to know. So stop acting like a-holes when we think maybe it could be something different, because you don't know either. Yeah, there's, there's just some things you cannot prove through science. You can't prove it. You can't, you can't prove Big Bang. You can't prove not being Big Bang. You can't prove evolution. You can't absolutely definitively prove that we evolved out of, uh, you know, slime coming out of the water eventually and then growing into all manner of life forms. You, no. you, you can't. It's okay to have what you believe is you your best theorize. understanding. Yeah. You're yeah. like, okay, this is what we think happened. This might explain it. But in, until, until you can really document it, uh, you're not going to be able to do that. And you're not going you know, look, you're never going to be able to document something that happened 13 billion years ago. You're just not going to be able to do it. You're going to do your best to try to explain it through science. Uh, churches will do their best to try to explain it through faith. You have a choice of, of, of which or both to, to believe or not believe. That's okay. That's, it's all part of the human idea. What's amazing to me is that somehow... Every society from the beginning of time till today all believe they have it figured out. And none of them have any sense that maybe they don't have all the answers. None of them can ever, everyone, hey, look, the earth is flat. We know that, uh, you know, uh, that, uh, that um, um, Piltdown Man is absolutely uh, real and the missing link. All of them believe at that time that they are right. Mm -hmm. And the idea that you could come to a place where human beings can realize that they are fallible and occasionally make mistakes and don't understand things. And in fact, it's almost completely certain that our children will understand this stuff much better than we do at some point. Probably, you know, long after we're dead, our children or our children's children or our children's children's children will have a much greater understanding of the way these things happen uh, and that's okay. It's okay that we just move the ball down the field a little bit, and not every, every generation scores a touchdown every time. That's not the way it is. You move the ball down the field, you gain understanding just a little bit more, mm -hmm. and over time we will recognize uh, you know, something a little bit closer to the truth. But that's not necessarily for us to know with all of these issues. We're not going to know all of them. We never are. 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. Uh, we've got this, uh, we want to show you uh, the interview last night that uh, oh, yeah. Glenn did with the imam and the Muslim doctor, and we'll do that coming up here on Patents too. Now, Jeffy, of course, you know, you know everything, right? Well, except for... Oh, not everything. Except for everything. Well, you know how to say spoons. I do, I've said that in the past. <laughs> you know how to utilize a spoon, too. We know a lot about spoons, how to put liquids in and boil them and then inject them into your arm and actually do that. Where why do you do that, buddy? Pat and Stu, uh, last night on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, he had this uh, fascinating interview with a couple of guys who are on this uh, Islamic Council, this tribunal that's here in Irving, Texas. Uh, 
amazing. I mean, this is not happening in Saudi Arabia or Yemen. This is here in Irving, Texas. And so he had Imam Mujahed Bakach and uh, Tahar Badawi, who are two of the four judges on this tribunal. And uh, here's how the interview went. Pretty amazing stuff. You know, I look at um, Sharia law as it is being um, used around the world, and it uh, allows for um, abuse. It allows for slavery. It allows for uh, the stoning of homosexuals. I mean, it pretty much it, it makes lawful everything that most Americans despise. That's what the mistake, misconception. I'm very thankful to all of you that to help us to be to come here to clarify the situation. As we know that there is a criminal court and there is civil court. The criminal we cannot we no way to no, discuss that. No, I understand court. that. But because all the time the scary tactics here, Sharia no Sharia no in a way that cutting the hand off or chopping the head or what this is not Sharia. This is not Sharia. What we see in overseas now with the ISIS ISIL and so all the whole Muslim world condemned that. And rejected it. Unacceptable. Not true. Well, like, uh, at least from our side to say, we condemn that. So who is your, um, where is the reformation come from then? Because you're saying, you're saying that, that you okay. don't practice that kind of Sharia law. Yes. Who's the reformer that you look to that says... No, we, we have, for every Muslim actually, that's a student of knowledge or a scholar or, you know, to start... First of all, the Sharia law is not referred to the government, not referred to the uh, civil. It was in the hand of scholars, religious scholars, right. to translate the text that mentioned in the Quran, and that's called the first resource of the law. But it means the Jews they have their law, the Christians they have law, also the Muslims they have law. So the law, based on any, as we say to any Muslim, whatever you are living. If you have a problem, first to say what God says in the book. But, but then you go to the Jews next. And, Jews and Christians don't believe that um, man-making laws is an abomination. Where it's my understanding that um, in the Islamic culture, man doesn't make laws. God makes laws, and that's Sharia law. And so well, the Sharia, anything... the Sharia, who's behind the Sharia? The Sharia means a holy text mentioned, whether general or specific. For example, Muslims. We do not drink alcohol. Why? Because God says in the Quran, don't drink alcohol. Right. When but, we don't eat swine, for example, prohibited. So the law of prohibition, the permissibility, is mentioned in the Quran. Even when we pray and when we respect our parents, we respect the elders, all this in the law. I mean, this is not only... My point, really, I want to make clear here, is not the issue of cutting the hands and even the criminal law. It's not just because somebody is still and then cut the hand. It's not that way. I think where a lot of people come from is we can all live side by side and we can all have different faiths and we can all, we, you know, every church has their own kind of little tribunal where, you know, you can be excommunicated, etc., etc. Um, and if that's what's happening with the Sharia court, then that's, then, then every, every religion has that. But I think where people come from is uh, uh, there has been no reformation. I mean, our president just accused Christians of slaughtering people, you know, during the Crusades. But there's been a reformation. There's no reformation in, in Islam. And there is a, uh, I mean, for instance, the Quran says that the trees and the rocks will cry out 
there's a Jew hiding behind. It's not true. I it's challenge you. No, 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 no. I challenge you to bring is, me that. It is in. I, I will know, show it to you. What's it her name? Uh, Barbara Walter. She uh, challenged the minister of education in Saudi Arabia in his palace. I remember that it is, years back. It is in the charter of Hamas. I don't know about Hamas, and I have nothing to do with that issue. But here we are here as a Muslim too. You are referring to me that the Quran has been the God mentioned in this book. What you are saying about is it the, the, the criteria? This not true. Is it in the Hadith? I'm sorry. Is it in the Hadith? This is fabricated in the science of the Hadith. Is it? It's fabricated. There is no place in any Islamic scripture that no. says that. No. This fabric. You know, when you have every, uh, let's say, the Hadith sciences. I'm talking about. They have the sound Hadith. They have a weak Hadith. They have a preferable Hadith. So the ranking, more than 23 ranks and levels of Hadith sciences that the scholars work very hard on this to verify how many people they added to what well, is not from. Okay. That's the point. Okay. So, well, then the easy way to solve this is you reject Hamas in the way... Absolutely. 100% reject And not reject Iran. condemned. Condemn Hamas. Absolutely. I am here, I'm sorry to say it, back to the first point, I am here to discuss issue with Islamic Tribunal. So please, don't grab us to another situation. Maybe the, 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 we, we are no, ready for a, any discussion. No, I know that. Discussion. I think we had a good discussion. It is, we had it a is good open. We, we are ready for any point to discuss with. But uh, the, the main point here we are, that's, that the reason we are here to discuss this issue, what kind of cases Islamic tribunal handle. And I think and, we have. And you start with the Sharia. And um, what Sharia, why the people afraid from Sharia? I'm sorry to say it, one point related to this. A cut head is not just in Sharia law, just in Islamic law. It's everywhere. Who said that just in Islamic law? That's even another Sharia in Jewish Sharia, in Christian Sharia, in American here. We cut, we, 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 we cut head for some reason. So I'm asking you an easy question. If anyone kill another, he should get killed by law, by Islamic law, by, by governor. By, he should get killed. What is, what is the wrong with that? If a thief jump, I'm sorry, to your house, scare your wife, scare your children, scare your neighbor, and they did that with our stores, this is the law, the law to cut his hand, because if he feels my hands will cut because of that, he will think about this hundred times. He will never do it. And if he do that one time, he will never do it again. Look how many millions of dollars American here or other states or other uh, states outside uh, spend for uh, the, 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 to, 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 to keep the criminal in, in jail or a lot of millions of dollars. We can save that. Just let him go. And that's it. Because he did something wrong in the whole community and they scared the whole community. Why not? So back, please, to the point Islamic tribunal. Yes, we never deal with anything of that. It is not. We don't have authority for that. We don't have power for that. But I want to make sure we I just understand have two that cases. But you're okay. You seem to be okay with that if you had the power for that. No, but you we, don't we, have. No, the power. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. We, as Imam said, we have system. We are right. very organized people. Our cases is family cases, just religious part. That's it. Even the point that you mentioned, Dr. Tahir, I mean, sure. there is a procedure that there is a judge hearing sessions to investigate and find out 
that uh, to bring the proof and the evidences beyond doubt that this man he committed the crime, mm -hmm. whether to confess or other evidences or witnesses, they saw the same with the system we see in the civil world right. today. Then, after all this procedure now, found out that there is no doubt that Absolutely. this man he committed this crime, mm -hmm. not for the hunger, not for the employment or whatever the reason excuses, uh, you know, there is an excuse and doubtful. You know, that uh, doubt of uh, what's called reasons of doubt of what a crime committed for, I think at that time the judge will say, your case will be, if that, any doubt, even the Sharia I'll talk about that you mentioned about, that even a single doubt mm -hmm. that this man did it not with the intention ahead of time and planning and all this, then will be excused. No. Lesser punishment will be than to be maybe imprisoned, maybe right. to be in a pay, blame, uh, whatever. Mm -hmm. But beyond doubt, beyond all this, so there are a lot of procedures to wait until finally he is the one, mm -hmm. then what is the code? And the code, yes, we have a verse in the Quran says, وَلَكُمْ أَوْسِيَةٍ in Arabic, وَلَكُمْ فِي الْقِصَاصِ حَيَا يَا أُولِي الْأَلْبَابِ That means, uh, we in Texas here, we used to have uh, cowboy time, that to hang the people in, in the public square, downtown, maybe to say. Why it was in public, not behind the walls in the jail? Because let the people to see the crime committed like this will be the same punishment and preserve, the, as we said, the, one of the principles and goals or objectives that the Sharia that to receive or to accomplish, that to observe and protect the rest of the society from such crime or such a uh, you know, person that to be evil that way. What do you think? We uh, let them uh, say their piece, and you have to decide. By the way, I'm not an Islamic scholar, um, but it is in the Hadith what I referred to. Uh, let me quote. I heard Allah's apostle saying, the Jews will fight you and will give victory over them. So a stone will say, oh, Muslim, there is a Jew behind me. Kill him. That's in the second highest um, uh, or most accepted uh, volume of the Hadith. The most accepted volume of the Hadith uses it saying, Allah's apostle said, you Muslims will fight with the Jews until some of them hide behind the stones and the stones will betray them saying, oh, Abdullah, slave of Allah, there's a Jew hiding behind me, so kill him. If we can't trust an imam, a scholar that knows the Hadith, the two most respected volumes of the Hadith, and he denies that he's ever even heard that, how do we trust the rest of what he said? Uh, <laughs> Stu. Uh, we got to show you this really brilliant uh, question and an interview done by uh, one of the great professionals in our business, uh, Melissa Harris Perry. Melissa interviewed Eric Holder, and she did such a great job. It was really sensational, wasn't it? it was, Why are you talking like that? Like, I, I just had something wrong with my tongue for a okay. second. Uh, she is so, Melissa Harris Perry is so sensational. It's just happened again. It's really mm. weird, isn't it? Uh, but she, she breaks some ground here that I don't think has been broken before. 
with a U.S. Attorney General? You no, know, not really. Um, yeah. Usually, a uh, U.S. Attorney General would would get interviewed by someone who had um, some level of credibility. Correct. <laughs> and here, that's not so much the case. No. Not, not so much. No. Uh, take a look at this. Melissa Harris-Perry and uh, Eric Holder. You know, we call you the duck on the, in Nerdland. The duck? We call you the duck. So the duck. in Nerdland, we say you have a very sort of placid and even way of presenting, but you are just working for justice underneath. Would you quack for us? Good gosh. Well, I'm not sure I'm going to do that. <laughs> but uh, I like the analogy. You do uh, like the analogy, good. Do you? Yeah, because I like to think that um, I'd be really I was born and raised in New York City uh, in the 50s and the 60s. Um, and for this guy? For an African-American guy, the thing was to be cool. You know, you got to be cool. Um, you know, things don't bother you. Yeah. Um, and so on the surface, I'd like to think that that's the way I, I yeah. appear to be. Uh -huh. But you, you're absolutely right. Those... Those little duck feet are just moving as fast as they can. Yeah. Oh, he's um, working for justice. Are doing, she loves him. Yeah. They can, loves um, him. Behind the scenes. Uh, and um, gosh, I may horrible. have been cool in congressional hearings. All right, we got enough of this. I, I want to go back uh, to the beginning and play it again. Because the beginning, just stop it after he says, I, I'm not sure I'm going to do that. Wait, and and I, just, can we hit the last, before we go to the beginning of it again, uh -huh. two things at the end. First of all, she is putty with it in, in, in his hands. Oh my she, he could do literally anything at that yes. moment. She, she could, could reach over he, and just like yes. grab her butt, and she'd be like, yes. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Secondly, uh, um, she, he says, uh, I may look cool in congressional hearings. That's the no, last no, thing you, you look don't. like. You look like a total um, a-hole in congressional hearings. Right, yeah. you're, you're making fun. You, you may seem Arrogant, cool. Remember, you're, you're making jokes about um, uh, Louis Gohmert. Mm -hmm. um, like you can't, he couldn't restrain himself to, to actually keep some sort of, um, I don't know, level of uh, decorum, decorum for the, you know, just for the respect of his own office. I, he couldn't do any of that. He, he doesn't look cool at all. He's constantly lying mm -hmm. and flailing uh, to the question. So I, I, just those two things at the end. I know we got to get back to the quacking, but mm -hmm. those two things at the end were, uh, kind of struck me. Yeah. Here's, yeah. Let's watch the stupid question again. This is Melissa <laughs> talking about quacking with, with the attorney general. You know, we call you the duck. <laughs> On the, in Nerdland, the duck. We what? call you the duck. So much the duck. So the duck. in Nerdland, we say you in have Nerdland. a very sort of placid and even way of presenting, but you are just working for justice underneath. Working for justice. Would you quack for us? Would you quack for us? I'm not sure. I'm would you quack for us? Would you quack for us? Would you quack for us? Really? Okay. Stop. Would you quack for us? You're talking to the U.S. Attorney yeah. General. I wouldn't ask him. I don't have any respect for this guy. I think he's a piece of crap. I wouldn't ask him to quack for me. That is that is unbelievably stupid. Yeah. And beneath the office. Oh my gosh. Right? Well, I, mean, I mean, even he was a little. I mean, the look on yeah, look on his he face. Was, he was like, yeah. no. Uh, no, I don't do think that. I'm going to do that. Then he tries to he tries to give you a little half a smile. Like that first look is like, are you out of your mind? Yeah. If you know who you're uh, talking to? We call you the duck. And he's like taken aback by that. Yeah. Because what? You call me the duck. So then he tries to get that half yes. smile in, and then it's yeah. like, I'm not, and will you quack for us? Hey, I'm not. <laughs> that ain't happening, so baby. Bad. Yeah, you, he's about to say that. I know. That yeah. ain't happening, baby. Either that or he was about to quack. I'm not sure which. <laughs> he might have been right on the verge of quacking. Yeah. I mean, I, it's not, I'm not opposed to asking people to quack. I'll quack for mm -hmm, you. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. the, the attorney general should not quack. Mm -hmm. Wait, what? I mean, What's I've that? quacked many times. <laughs> yeah, of course. I, mean, I quack for my kids all the time. Come on, let's kids, just do it. Give us an example. One of my kids' the favorite things. 
is I do this duck in distress thing at home every once in a while just because they like it. And it goes a little something. <laughs> Please do. Fantastic. It he, delights my kids. If he could do and, that. And my kids are like, oh, why is the duck in trouble? I don't know. It's being eaten by a wolf. I don't know what the deal is. <laughs> it's but. a little dark. Uh, you took it to a dark place that's there. That's why they're all troubled. Yes, oh, yeah. Right now, that's why they're all troubled. Uh, 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 but but the attorney general is not going to do that. No. He's not going to say, no. in Donald Duck Talk. He's not going to do that. He's not going to quack. Uh, uh, but he got, I mean, to his credit, he got out of it pretty gracefully. Yes, he did. That's an embarrassing situation. It's a horrifically bad situation. But and he, he handled it okay. He, had, he handled it okay, but in his handling revealed what the truth is, yeah. which is he is doing the thing that Van Jones said that he wanted to do, which was uh, leave the radical uh, um, means for the radical ends. Yeah, sure. um, essentially, the duck analogy means you're doing all sorts of crap to reform our system and change it in ways, but you're not showing it. Yeah. At the surface, everyone looks at you and they go, this guy seems like a calm guy, not doing anything crazy, seems like natural. This is the same thing with Obama. It seems like a you know calm guy, not doing anything. In reality, they're working to fundamentally transform America. That's all happening under the surface yeah. of the water. And, let's, let's and be she's clear. praising him for that. Let's be clear on this. The justice she's talking about is not equal justice, it's social justice. She is yeah. absolutely talking well, about him working for social justice, and that's what he's everybody, exactly what he's doing. Justice is, is, a, is a stupid concept. Everybody who's working for anything thinks it's justice, or he wouldn't be working for it. Hitler thought he was working for justice. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's, it's so what? He thought the white people should all rule and all the Jews should be dead. That's, <laughs> that was his form of justice. Just saying you're working for justice means nothing. What, the question, though, here is he's out there saying, oh, I'm Mr. Calm Guy. I'm doing it. I'm basically not his justice is not Hitler's justice obviously but he, he is working for something and he's not revealing what he's working for the analogy as you say he gets it out of it the way he gets out of it is saying he likes it yeah he's taking credit for yes I am hiding all the things I'm doing <laughs> wow there's something we should praise in our public officials look you're not saying the things you want to do that's great uh, you know look I, it's it's a really bad clip from you know aesthetically and it's in it's an embarrassment, yet another, in a long series of horrific embarrassments for MSNBC. And but Melissa Harris And Melissa Harris Perry, specifically. specifically uh, specifically. But uh, really, you know, it does reveal something real about their philosophy, which is do things that are radical and flailing to change the system, work hard for justice underneath the water, and don't show it. And yeah. that's how you, you maintain a 40% approval rate. And that's what they've done. Mm -hmm. Uh, here was Megyn Kelly last night commenting on this interview, and uh, she couldn't believe it either. It's, it's, it's terrible. So it's terrible. <laughs> that was the most cringe-inducing thing I have seen since Glozell Green was in the bathtub full of Fruit Loops before interviewing the president. <laughs> it was like a week ago, too. I know. so bad. I know Melissa Harris-Perry is a smart lady, and I know she was trying to end on a light note, but when she lowered her voice and you're fighting for justice underneath, I thought she was going to get down on one knee and proclaim her undying love for Eric Holder. It was like an SNL skit. I, honestly, it, would you quack for us? I mean, it was, it was almost <laughs> yeah. like... It's like her voice, voice is wavering. May I hold you? <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen anything like that. What was she doing? 
Well, I guess if the Attorney General of the United States had quacked, it would have gone viral. But, you know, it's humiliating just... for her. Does she know how she just humiliated herself? I don't think so. I no guess way. not, because probably, because it seemed kind of rehearsed. You had this whole thing, this is what we call you. Uh, yeah. it, it just reinforces the notion about the throw up the leg that a lot of MSNBC hosts get when they interview anybody connected with the Obama administration. Wow. Yeah. The uh, throw you know, and that's from Howard Kurtz, who's not, you know, Mr. Conservative. No. That's that's good stuff. Uh, and it's true. I mean, they're they're embarrassing. They're embarrassing. And, and they slobber over all administration officials. And I don't know that she understands how embarrassing that was. I, does she? I don't know. Yeah, she thinks she's being cute and funny. Uh, yeah. And the other thing, too, is can we... One other thing I'd like to point out of that interview before we move on is the... This new thing where you call yourself a nerd to brag yes. about how smart you are. It's like, okay, look, <laughs> nerd used to be an insult. You didn't like nerds because they were awkward and awful and, and uh, you know, they may have been smart, they but they like were this. nerds. Yeah, they were, yeah. Like Melissa. Right. I bet it was probably on a list where we couldn't use it one year. We it probably was. It probably was getting probably. to that point. But they've turned probably. it around now, and MSNBC yes. really tries hard to do this. It's a little embarrassing as well. And that they just try to, they, they constantly call themselves nerds in an effort to seem like they're being self-deprecating. But in reality, they're just trying to call themselves smart. And you normally you can't call yourself smart because it's, it's awful. You don't say, hey, I'm, you know who's really smart? Me! This guy! Remember those commercials? Uh, the guy's like, who's going to Vegas? This guy! Uh, it's, it's, it's just like a humble brag, basically. You're kind of saying, well, look, I'm, I can't help it. I'm a nerd. Now, you're, what you're trying to say is I'm a lot smarter. And, you know, sure, maybe this isn't coming out right because I'm so nerdy and so brilliantly smart. Smart and so much smarter than you, but you'll have to forgive me because of my intelligence. It's just so high. It's just adding. I have to, you know, we call you this funny name because we're all so much smarter than everyone. Look at us. We're in Nerdland. Ugh. It is really detestable. What? Will you quack for us? Oh, God. She lowers her face. Will you quack for us? Will you quack for us? <laughs> She's almost in tears. Because he's sitting right by her. Right, look how close she looks starstruck. I mean, oh, I, it doesn't look oh sexual. It doesn't look like no, that. It looks she is out of her mind starstruck. starstruck. She cannot believe she's in his presence. Yep. Uh, that is just yep. weird. The guy's the attorney general. What's he doing? And and he's a freaking attorney he's general. He's a communist attorney general as well. <laughs> well, that, and that would make that her be too. excited. Yeah, it would. Because she she's probably to the left of him. I mean, she's as far left as basically. They're certainly like-minded, no question she, about it. Oh, yeah. She's as far, and she'd probably admit this, she's as far left as is acceptable in polite society in the United States. Like, yeah. I, you know, I, I don't, she doesn't, like, obviously, like, Stalin is still a little bit out of the mainstream here, kind of, with this administration. I mean, you know, Mao did wind up on a Christmas tree or two, but. Yeah, so he's but, pretty mainstream. He's, I guess, but, like, it's as far as you can go without yeah. saying, like, look, I believe the Soviet Union was on the right path. Well, it's interesting, because look at this, look at the crew over there. Uh, Lawrence O'Donnell has said he's a socialist, period. Mm -hmm. He admitted it straight up, socialist. Uh, Chris Matthews has said he's a disciple. One of his heroes is, um, uh, what's his face? Um, radical. Alinsky, Saul Alinsky. Uh, she has, uh, 
pushed all kinds of Marxists and socialists. Oh, yeah. She, I mean, she's probably, when it comes to ideolo uh, ideo uh, ideologically uh, pure, mm -hmm. it's probably Melissa Harris-Perry. I mean, she yeah. is. She's comes from yeah. the background of, I'm a professor that talks about social. She's essentially, a, yeah. a, 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 she's essentially Reverend Wright. I mean that's uh, that's who she is. She, yeah, she's to that yeah. level. She I is. don't like. I don't think she would look at Reverend Wright and be like, "Oh, he's a terrible guy." At all. I, I think they're very closely aligned. So when you look at the ideology over there, and you look at the nation as a whole, which is a center-right country, and even Democrats. I mean, if if you're talking rank and file Democrats, you're not talking leadership here. Democrats are. They're not on board with that kind of stuff. They don't understand that, I, I don't think most Democrats know where their party is right now. Their party is way to the left of them. And their party pretends not to be way of the left of them, but MSNBC doesn't. So, because they don't even pretend, uh, almost all of America's rejected them. And it shows in the ratings. Yeah. So if that's like, what they want to yeah, do, uh, fine. But look at what you know, they have doing it. You have uh, again. You brought up uh, a guy who said he's a socialist, Lawrence O'Donnell. Uh, Chris Matthews said he's a Solinsky. Rachel Maddow is a hardcore progressive, hardcore liberal. Now she's yeah. not like you know. I don't I, know I that would, she's a communist. Yeah, but she's not, a definite. Yeah, but she's a hardcore. I mean, and she would state that I think pretty clearly. I think so. um, you know, then you go to Al Sharpton, who is oh, um, the furthest left. Of all the candidates when he ran for president. And a race baiter. And a race baiter and, and a crazy person in that sense. And then you have Ed Schultz, who's sort of a walk into the wall, sort of like, I just ran into the wall because I didn't realize it. Hey, the glass door is closed. I just bashed my face into it. He's that <laughs> kind of kind of guy. So you have a, you know, but like, you know, a stupid, I all, you know, if the word union is in the sentence, I like it type of guy. Mm -hmm. Like, just like a big, you know, just drive your car into a pole because you thought that's where you're supposed to go. Like the poles in the middle Obama of the road, you drive you into it anyway type of guy. <laughs> you know, a buffoon. But yeah. still, it's an interesting, like they do sort of run the gamut. But all they of do. them, I mean, who's the most conservative person on MSNBC in, you know, in their daytime or the you know nighttime programming, not like yeah, you know, not Joe Scarborough, Scarborough, who's just kind of a liberal Republican. Um, who Probably, is the uh, Chris Hayes? Right? Yeah, Chris, Chris Hayes, Hayes, maybe. Maybe Chris Hayes. Yeah. And Chris Hayes is know. very liberal, but at least yeah, seems to come off as a guy who can but recognize a think, point occasionally. Yes, I think that, he's a more thoughtful yes. liberal. Yeah. And maybe yeah. Rachel Maddow. I, maybe, I don't know. Maybe those uh, two. I mean, Lawrence O'Donnell occasionally does stuff that I think uh, is okay. Like he, you know, but he's he's admitted he's a socialist, so he's yeah. obviously not. So I mean, he's, he's also admitted that the only reason that the left wins in this country is because conservatives have more uh, uh, more intricate uh, economic proposals that normal people without degrees can't understand. I mean, he's. This, he did he, say that he, last year. He, this is oh, no, was several years ago. I think that we talked about it last year, but it was it was before he should probably have been saying it. Oh, was it that it long was, ago? Yeah, it was a while ago when he when he admitted that stuff. But still, you know, it's somebody who seemingly can recognize the landscape a little bit. Uh, I, you know, Ed Schultz. I mean, it's just like buffoon. Yeah, yeah it sums him up pretty yeah, well. Pretty pretty well. Buffoon. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents too. He doesn't picture it. Running at full speed out to his backyard, and just no, bashing into the oh, glass no door. Question. <laughs> <laughs> That's Ed Schultz. The brand. The brand. The brand is so good. Let's have some respect. We call him what he is. Thank you. The brand.
Uh, walk us through. Take us to town on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> quack, quack. Uh, Eric Holder from the uh, mm. uh, Douche Hall of Fame, which, by the way, we have not had an inductee in a long time. When's I think it last was last time? summer, right? No. Was Eric Holder was the last one? And uh, that was back in... Wow, you're right, July. July. Holy crap. Then we had... We've had a couple votes, who, who, but nobody who got in. Who did we try to get in there? Do you guys remember? Um, I'm trying to think. I think Jeffy? it was J John Boehner was the last one. Oh, yeah. Mitch McConnell, John Boehner, yeah. and neither, both of those failed. Um, all right. I'm going to finish off the day with 10 terrible things that kids today are really lucky not to have to go through. The, this is kind of a fun list because the world has changed so stinking fast that it's hard to believe that our kids don't have to put up with this stuff anymore. Um, the first one is having to make a, a phone call to a special computer to connect to the internet. It's amazing about that one is like it's not yeah. even not having the internet. Like that's the thing that they're like, oh, oh well, people will never. It's like yeah. it's just calling. Remember the whole busy signal thing, and it was annoying with America Online. Oh, it God. was, and then if somebody called your house, your line would be busy because you're on the internet, and it was tough. And it, it, all of those things are gone. Remember, you used to get the, you have to have a, people like the rich families would have a separate line, separate, yeah, line. separate line, just for yeah. the internet. Mm -hmm. Uh, then there's uh, sitting by the radio for hours, waiting for your favorite song to play so you could record it on a cassette. Oh, yeah. Did that many Did times. Did that all the time. Had those great mixtapes where you just for have like, all those songs on the radio. Oh, yep. God, I love that. Uh, also, taking film. I mean, this is something we take for granted. You take film to uh, be developed with no idea on how the picture was, the photo was going to turn out. Friend those my, days are gone. Yeah. A friend of mine worked at like a photo mat, and he yeah. told me a story of... Um, uh, uh, a celebrity, because <laughs> you, know, you, you always think like you're taking pictures and like are they, you know, people looking at my pictures? And you kind of in your head are like, nah, they're probably there's so many photos going through. Mm -hmm. you no, know, this one person had a celebrity come in to his uh, business all the time, and it was like, it, it was like a sports center guy or something, and it was a sports center guy, and he had a picture with Cal Ripken, and <laughs> this guy actually working at the photo mat. Took the picture of this guy and, and uh, the Sports Center guy and Cal Ripken and blew it up without asking him. Not only blew it up and gave him a copy of it without asking him, but then also blew up a copy for himself and asked the guy to sign it when he came to pick them up. <laughs> Jeez, that's nerve. <laughs> and he did it. And he did. He did it without getting pissed. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of cool. Apparently, oh, people uh, take pictures because they want want them to be seen. Yes, Jeffy, sure. that's not. I mean, that's not this. You've the case. come through this. Mm -hmm. Thing before, mm -hmm. haven't you? That's the mm -hmm. sort of argument. Oh, I missed the photography. Mm -hmm. Another terrible thing kids today don't have to go through: having to wind a cassette with your with a oh. pencil or mm -hmm. your finger because it, it came undone there, and you got to wind it back up so it'll play. It's great stuff. Uh, how about printing out directions from MapQuest so you don't get lost? These aren't even old things. Like not at all. This is maybe ten years old. Yeah, I mean, maybe yeah, five, ten. Quest is not that. I mean, I, no, that's not that old. That had to be like the early two thousands. Yeah, yeah. Yep. crazy. Uh, putting in a movie only to find out that it had to be rewound, which was always a hassle. Mm -hmm. Gotta go all the way back to the beginning. Be kind, rewind. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. And on those, it sometimes <laughs> took five or ten minutes. Uh, driving, Wait. driving to the nearest blockbuster store to see if you could find a decent movie. Then you had to take it back. Another thing. Um, this isn't up there, but finding a payphone. How about how about the days when you had to make a call, you had to check on your kids, or you're calling your parents, or whatever the case may be. You had to go look for, and you're out, so you're not around a phone. 
So you'd have to look for a payphone, find a payphone, stop at the payphone, make sure you had change, make the call from a payphone. You don't, I mean, completely obsolete. Mm -hmm. I never even see payphones anymore. I, no. I, there's probably Very a few. few. Someone Very just sent me a picture of one. Like, is this the last payphone mm -hmm. in America? Very few. And the ones they have at the airports now are just credit cards. Right. Yeah, yeah, I remember right. getting in those situations as an idiot kid where, like, I'd be at the park and, and uh, you know, I would forget to, you know, have, I wouldn't have a ride home and I wouldn't have any money. And, I'd, and I'd, you'd make the collect call. Oh, yeah. yeah. It costs extra money. Collect yeah, you calls. Have, yeah. Oh, Thing yeah. of the past. Oh, my God. Yeah. How about the phrase information for what city, please? When was the last time you called information? I guess it probably still does exist. I yeah, it, does. I, it probably it does. does. They charge you for it, too, I believe. Yeah, I think yeah. 75 Plus, cents or the more. the collect call, just don't accept it. They know you're ready to get picked up. I, I, remember, that scam. I remember that scam. Yeah. What's your name? I'm ready to get picked up! <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have to say that. <laughs>